The sermon preached at St. John's Evangelical Lutheran Church of Hancock, Minnesota, of a member of the Wells on February 12, 2012, based on Mark chapter 1, verses 40 through 42. Please stand. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The Word of God through which the Holy Spirit testifies to our hearts about Jesus Christ our Savior is the first part of the Gospel for today, Mark chapter 1, verses 40 through 42. A man with leprosy came to Jesus and begged him on his knees, If you are willing, you can make me clean. Filled with compassion, Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, he said. Be clean. Immediately the leprosy left him, and he was cured. This is the word of our Lord. Please be seated. Dear friends in Christ, fellow saints, wash clean in the blood of our risen Savior. As we see this leper coming, even though he's speaking to Jesus face to face like we might speak to our neighbor, our friend, yet this is really a prayer, isn't it? This is a plea as he falls before Jesus and reminds us that there are are many different kinds of prayers, aren't there? We could put different lists together. For example, we could begin our list with prayers of adoration that praise God for who he is, glorifying him as the Holy One, the Mighty God, the the, uh, Faithful Lord, the Savior, full of grace and truth, from whom and through whom comes all that is good, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We could also list as the second kind of prayer in our list, prayers of confession. As we lay before our God our, our sins, both those that we know of and those we are unaware of, admitting how great our sin is and how deserving of punishment we are, looking to his mercy alone for full and free forgiveness in the blood of Christ. A third kind of prayer on the list could be prayers of un- unburdening, Those kinds of prayers where we pour out our heart to the Lord, our cares and worries, our complaints and sorrows, our joys and delights, our hopes and disappointments, relying on Him to shepherd us through those darkness, dark valleys of our soul. A fourth kind of prayer could be prayers of thanks as we rejoice in the goodness of our God as he opens his hand to bless us in so many different ways. Yes, even the evils and troubles of life, he works for our good. So great is his his blessing. Just think of how he worked the darkness of the cross, Christ's cross, for your good. A fifth kind of prayer could be prayers of intercession. When we go to God on behalf of others, even our enemies, praying for them. And a sixth Sixth kind of prayer, the kind that we want to focus on here this morning, are prayers of supplication, like what this beggar does. Prayers of supplication in which we bring to our Lord a specific request. We plead with Jesus for our needs. May the Holy Spirit move our hearts with God's promises this morning so that we keep on going to Jesus with our prayers. Our theme today is, Faith pleads with Jesus for all our needs. 
humbly submitting to his will, that's part one, and uh, firmly trusting his compassion, part two. Part one. Faith pleads with Jesus for all our needs, humbly submitting to his will. This man comes towards Jesus. He's covered with leprosy. Can you picture the crowd scurrying to get out of the way? They don't want to get too close. They don't want to touch him. Leprosy was contagious and deadly. And yet this man here is determined to get to Jesus, for he knows that Jesus can help. He reaches him and falls to the ground, bowing low. A beggar before a mighty monarch. If you are willing, you can make me clean, he pleads. This leper does not impose his will on Jesus. He does not demand that he be healed as if this were his right or as if this were the fair thing. He doesn't make a demand no matter how much he longs to be cured of this disease. He submits to Jesus' will, even if that means that he is going to experience the increasing pains as this disease runs its course, even if that means he has to continue being separated and rejected by society and separated from his family. He submits to Jesus' will, even if that means that he will have an untimely, slow, and horrid death through leprosy. For even though his faith is confident that Jesus can help, he submits to Jesus' will, whatever that might be. And how difficult that is, isn't it, dear friends? We know that Jesus can do anything. And so like this man who who ran to Jesus with his plea, with his supplication, so we too go to Jesus. Yes, dear Christians, go to Jesus with all of your needs, all of your wants, no matter what they might be. No petition is too great and none is too small. For Jesus, Jesus is God over all at the right hand of the Father. No, not even the powers of death or hell could hold him. He is the firstborn from among the dead. No enemy can withstand him. Even Satan fell before him. Countless angels speed to do his bidding. He holds the universe in his hand and knows each star by name. And yet, he is also concerned about every detail of your life. Even the number of the hairs on the top of your head are important to him. So, dear Christian, go to Jesus with all your needs and all your wants, confident that he is able to do much more than we could ever imagine. Go to Jesus just like this leper ran to him and fell down before him, knowing that Jesus had the power to heal him. Yes, Jesus has the power. Now, just as his power far surpasses us, so also his wisdom also far surpasses our wisdom. You know those words of the Lord from the prophet Isaiah? As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. 
Or, or think of the Apostle Paul's doxology in Romans chapter 11. Oh, the depths of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable his judgments and his paths beyond tracing out. Who has known the mind of the Lord or who has been his counselor? And so even as we go to Jesus with our needs and wants, knowing and confident that he is able to help, we also realize that he may know better than we do. And that what God ordains is always good, even if it doesn't fit into our plans or what we think we may want. And so like this leper, we too pray. If you are willing, you can grant my request. But your will be done, Lord Jesus, for you know what is best. Your will be done, your good and gracious will. And yet how hard it can be to not only say those words, but to really mean them as well. Again, think about this leper and how much he longed to be cured of that dread disease. And yet he was willing to have a different answer than being healed. That's what God knew what was best. Yes, maybe it was God's will to answer his plea differently. Maybe God had determined that this would be the disease that would usher this man through death into the glory of heaven. Or, or maybe God wanted the man to, or, or you was using the disease to keep the man so close to the Lord and train him as a child of the Heavenly Father. Maybe this leper's example was beneficial and a blessing to others. Maybe this was one way that the Lord's strength could show through this man's weakness of body. Maybe the Lord's timing was different and he wanted the man to to wait a little longer to learn patience or simply to learn to keep on praying. Yes, there are many different ways the Lord might have worked this. And although the man longed to be healed, he knew that the Lord's way was the best way. And so he says, if it is your will. Confident that the Lord could help, that he leaves it in the Lord's hands, whether that was the best way or not. Now, dear Christian friends, what are some of the things that you have prayed for? Some of the requests you have brought to Jesus as your supplications, your pleas? Have you prayed for for relief from a pain or sickness, begging the Lord to help? Or maybe you prayed for the health of a loved one only to have them taken away from you? Have you prayed about hopes and dreams, and yet at times those hopes and dreams just disappear like the morning mist? Sometimes we pray about the struggles we we face in our relationships And yet even after we pray, we can end up disappointed. Have you taken a a family heartache to the Lord, and yet healing seems so slow in coming? We pray about making our budget meet, and yet though we ask the Lord for more, it still always seems to be that we're struggling. Or maybe it's trying to make it through a day. That we turn to Him just for the strength to bear up under what seems an emotional load that is just too heavy. Yes, 
whatever your plea, whatever your need, bring it to Jesus. Yet humbly submit to his will. For he is certainly able to help. And he will help. But it may be in a way that we entirely cannot figure out on our own. And so like this leper, we too come to Jesus and we tell ourselves, yes, Jesus is able to help. But he knows the best way to carry it out. And so I humbly submit to his will. For no matter what the answer the Lord gives to your prayer, he will give you the strength to bear up under it. Even if the answer is entirely different than what you were looking for, he will give you the strength to bear up under it as you rely on his word. For he has promised, for example, through Isaiah, he has said, Be not afraid, for I have redeemed you. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they will not overcome you. Rely on him as your strength. Even when his ways are so far beyond ours that we cannot understand how this is going to work out, even when your prayers seem unanswered, rely on him for the strength. And this is where our fallen reason tries to trap our faith. For our fallen reason figures like this. Since Jesus is able to give me what I'm asking for, but he doesn't want to, then he mustn't care about me. Now how can we combat that false thinking? Well, that brings us to the second part here today. Firmly trust Jesus' compassion. And as we look at the account here in Mark chapter 1, witness Jesus' great compassion. His heart goes out to this man. In the pit of his stomach, he feels that sympathy that cannot, that, 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 that has to help, that cannot but help. And he reaches out to touch this man. Think how remarkable that is. Because leprosy was so contagious, lepers were not to be touched. How long had this man gone without the touch of a healthy human being? How long had he suffered without human contact? Jesus sees his need, and he reaches out to meet that need as he touches this leper, and then says those words that he has been longing to hear, I am willing, be clean. And immediately, the man is healed. He is cleansed of that leprosy. We see Jesus' great compassion reaching out to touch the leper here. But, but what about you and me? As we've struggled in prayer in the dark hours of the night, he hasn't physically stood there at our bedside to touch us with his hand like he did this, to this, this beggar. He hasn't verbally responded to our prayers like he did to this beggar's plea or this, this leper's plea. But consider, dear friends, how great his compassion is. Yes, why should we trust his compassion? Why can you be sure that he cares for you? Well, here's why. This is love. 
Not that we love God, but that he loved us and gave his son as the atoning sacrifice for our sins. That's the word of your God penned through the Apostle John in his first letter. Or consider what the Apostle Paul wrote. God demonstrated his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Or ponder the words of that American folk hymn. What wondrous love is this that caused the Lord of bliss to bear the dreadful curse for my soul, for my soul. Could there be any greater demonstration of God's love than the cross of our Savior, Jesus Christ? Yes, dear friend, Jesus loves you. He cares for you. Firmly trust his compassion. And his love, his love doesn't just stop there on the cross 2,000 years ago either, does it? Consider how he demonstrates his love to you as you meditate on the mystery of his holy supper. He doesn't physically touch us with his hand like he did the beggar, but but think of what he does for you in the Lord's Supper. His real body and blood, just as real as his hand that touched the beggar, his real body and blood touched your lips and entered your mouth for you to eat and to drink. And now I realize that, that he does this in a way that goes far beyond our physical senses, And yet, doesn't the miracle of it make it all the more powerful as a demonstration of his love? For anyone can touch you with their hands, but only Jesus can touch your lips with his body and blood in this supernatural way. What a testimony of his love. Yes, he does care for you. Firmly trust his compassion. And as you ponder his cross, and meditate on his supper. Know and believe that he has cleansed you of something far worse than leprosy. The Apostle John writes, the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sins. Firmly trust his compassion, for he has cleansed you from the sin that brings death and damnation He has washed you clean in his blood. What great things our God has done for us to show us his great compassion. Know and believe with that firmness of faith that Jesus is not only able to help, but that his compassion will help you in the best way possible. Tell yourself, even if Jesus is not answering my prayer in the way I was hoping for or expecting, he is still acting in my best interest. For he cares for me, and he is able to do whatever he wants. And what he wants certainly is for my eternal good. For God did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will he not along with him graciously give us all things, all things that draw us closer to our Father, all things that transform us to be more and more like the Son, all things that fill us fuller and fuller with the Holy Spirit. And as we firmly trust 
his compassion. Doesn't that lead us all the more to humbly submit to his will? For how could we be in any better hands than those nail-pierced hands? Why would we not follow his voice, submitting to our shepherd rather than imagining that we know which pastors are greener? So, dear friends, dear Christian friends, go to Jesus with your prayers and pleas. Go to him with your needs and, and, and wants and supplications. Faith pleads with Jesus for all our needs, humbly submitting to his will and firmly trusting his compassion. For he has laid down his life for you, dear friend, and taken it up again. Follow him. Amen. Please stand. The peace of God that surpasses all understanding will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank you.